Good evening, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say, I Mean, I Am Your Co-Host, Adrian. And I am your host, Austin. <laughs> you get to be the host today, apparently, Austin. I specifically said co-host yep. this time around. Yep. And, and I, yep. you decided to steal the thunder. Yep. So, almost, what, two years ago, to the day... Um, our lives were changed. Um, were they? Yeah. I, it was Easter two years ago. Oh yeah. That's right. I, I came home from, from college. My life was already changed. On Easter vacation. Mine was partially changed, but it was completely changed then. And Austin... We were in the car, and Austin said, you guys need to listen to this. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he says, you need to listen to Hamilton. Strangely enough, no one believed me at the time that it was the greatest thing that had happened. No, we did not believe you. We were very dubious. And then I began to listen to Hamilton pretty much nonstop. Unintended, and um, I realized that it is was the most incredible thing ever. But the reason I say that it changed our lives forever is basically it. Well, anyways, it basically convinced us to start listening to hip hop slash rap slash. That's about know, it. That's about it. Um, and so basically kind of opened up this this new genre for us. So today we're going to talk about... For better or for worse? Yeah. Uh, question mark. Question mark. That's what we're going to be deciding. We're going to be deciding... I don't know what we're going to be deciding, but we're yep. going to be talking about hip-hop and rap. So my question for you is, Austin... Yep. First off, why is Hamilton good? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. second... Why do you continue to listen to hip-hop and rap today? So, I think Hamilton's good. I compared it to uh, Mozart, which my friend who uh, is trying, not really trying to be an opera singer, but is, like, doing opera singing at a school, was not happy about uh, because he likes Mozart and really hates musicals. Nice. Um, But... Why I say that was um, operas before Mozart um, were very just kind of aria-driven, mm-hmm. and um, the music and the plot were uh, just, just subservient to someone who could sing really well. Um, and it's probably not all attributed to Mozart, but he kind of took the techniques and the way to insert drama and mood and emotion from classical music being developed by Haydn and put that into an opera. So then you have not just people singing really great tunes and then you wait and then you have someone singing a really great tune. You have the music, you have the, the libretta, which w- we would just call the lyrics now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the action all working together to have a more intricate plot, a more, like, technical plot, um, like, 
and having these things work together to emphasize certain points. So why I think Hamilton is great, I feel like it did that for musicals, or it mm-hmm. took it it took it to another level, or used it used a different language uh, to elevate hip hop. No, not hip hop. Well, maybe, uh, but musicals mm-hmm. um, by using kind of rap and parts of rap that if you un- if you know what is going on, um, it's a shorthand for a lot of the like things and it emphasizes themes that are happening in in the musical. I, mm-hmm. I think a a good example of this is um, my shot, uh, which mm-hmm. is early in the musical. Um, Hamilton's new friends uh, are rapping, and they're very bad at it. Uh, they're very, like, 1980s rap. Um, and it's very simple. Um, everyone just kind of rhymes on the downbeat, and that's it. Um, but Hamilton shows up, and his his rapping is, like, late 90s or mid-90s. So he's he's ahead of his times in the musical with, like, the ideas he's presenting, basically federalism, mm-hmm. and he's ahead of his contemporaries in how he's rapping. Mm-hmm. So the, those two things are working together to, to emphasize the themes of the musical. And that, that happens throughout. Um, yeah. So that's what I think. I, so I, I'm not, um, for many reasons, I'm not Michelle Obama. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think Hamilton is the greatest work of art in any medium, uh-huh. uh, as Michelle Obama does. But I do think it's great, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's because it uses uh, kind of the language of hip hop, the techniques to elevate its own language and themes, mm-hmm. while and not while not totally abandoning musical techniques. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It it doesn't it doesn't not it's not a musical. It's not not a musical still. Um, it's yeah. still very much a musical. It it still has great um, like um, the line in um, Farmer Refuted where he's mm-hmm. he says, "Don't modulate the key and not debate with me." Is like a classic like musical thing like. And, like and an so, opera thing. Right. And so he's definitely not, like, um, he's not saying, like, get rid of all musical. I'm going to do right. my own thing. He's definitely taking musicals and building on it in a, like, really interesting and yep. kind of groundbreaking way well, that he, works he, really well. He references both, like, classic rap lyrics and classic musical lyrics. Um and like puts his own spin on him. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why I think Hamilton's great, and it's catchy, and it's it's all history, right? For the most for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, so it's fun. Uh, <laughs> that might sound like like that might not sound very enthusiastic, but uh, for the people who I've talked to Hamilton about, I've tried to convince like everyone that I know to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's worked a couple times. Uh, and actually, okay, one person was like, eh, after they listened to it. But other than that, yeah, it, it's pretty looking fantastic. Looking at you, Anthony. So, so basically, I was saying Hamilton was kind of our 
our gateway gate- drug. Yes, into the world of hip hop, which is it's more or less true. Um, I was listening to a little bit of. I was not. No. And um. I, so I fell out of the loop, and whenever I feel out of the loop. I usually just go and try to learn everything that I know, like everything that can be learned about something. And I, like I'm pretty good at that. Uh, yes, that's kind of an understatement. Yeah, like when um, I was reading C.S. Lewis, and I fell out of the loop for classics. I went and read the Iliad and the Odyssey back to back. So th- that was kind of how I felt about Hamilton. I felt like I was missing all these things that were happening. So like hip hop. Huh. Yeah. How about that? Let's figure it out. So Austin did a lot of research as he kind of just showed a little bit of... It's my thing, kind of. Right. And so he comes back and, like, is sending me all these articles and, like, sending me graphs of, like... That's a really cool graph. It is a really cool (laughs) graph, but of, like, the most unique words used by famous rappers. Mm -hmm. Um learning the difference between east coast and west coast rapping styles yeah and i'm just like i don't really know what you're talking about but you're learning a lot yeah by the way the highest uh rate of unique words by a rapper is uh aesop uh aesop rocky no aesop rock Mm -hmm. his he is very strange uh but it uses a lot of words So, Austin, at this point, you mm-hmm. probably listen to more hip-hop and rap than I do. Um, eh. Maybe. I don't know how much you listen to. Maybe we're comparable. Um, you listen to a much more diverse yeah. um, group of, of hip-hop and rap. So, wh- I guess my question is, why do you continue sure. um, to listen to hip-hop and rap? Um, so, I, th- I think in a lot of ways... Uh, hip hop and rap are more—they're uh, more experimental, or like they try more new things than lots of uh, mainstream music. That's mm-hmm. not—that's not really true, um, because there's a lot of like mainstream rap that's all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's more common to find people who are trying to push the boundaries. Um, another thing that I like, I, I really like language. Um, I read a lot of books, uh, and I've been reading a lot of poetry recently. Um, I like, if you could tell from my Shakespeare soliloquy, no, not soliloquy, um, sonnet recommendations, uh, and hip hop, it really like pushes, um, what you can do with words uh Mm -hmm. like there's there's another famous uh, not really famous but a rapper called mf doom um and he tries to like rhyme entire lines together um which you know to me is pushing the boundary of what you can do um with words because i was Mm -hmm. i was thinking what makes writing unique? And I'm, uh, I, I'm gonna refer to rapping as writing a lot, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, I think that's fair. 
I'm apologizing to myself mostly. Okay. Um. Uh, but they, they're uh, some people in rap are more interested and better at trying to do things with just words than I think uh, a lot of contemporary. I don't know a lot of contemporary poets, I'll be honest, but a lot of contemporary poets and authors, um, they're pushing the boundaries, but in just referential ways, like Mm -hmm. not in just language ways, but um, in how can I say something that invokes this history or this other work, not how can I use like poetic... um, tools like meter um and like just rhymes to get a point across mm-hmm. like um kendrick and kendrick lamar and um dna and the point where it's it switches he goes from what's been kind of like a uh a four four rhythm mm-hmm. to a uh like a double time six eight rhythm or meter in his words so not only is his like vocal performance being more like kind of in your face Mm -hmm. um also the rhythm of his music is changing Mm -hmm. um so i i think it so one people are trying to do more creative things and people are using language more creatively even than I think a lot of contemporary literature because I don't I'll be honest I don't like a lot of contemporary literature mm-hmm. um, because I I think it, it yeah I don't want to say it's too focused on things that aren't literature but it kind of is yeah um, what, what do you mean by that or what would be literature in your mind I mean lots of things are literature but um, I would say contemporary literature is very focused on presenting different people's perspectives, mm-hmm. um, and that's not some that's not something that is a literally exclusive domain, um, and a, it might not even be the best way to present different perspectives on something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way. It's uh, yeah. It's but it's yeah it, I'm going to sound modernistic it's not like an exploration of what language can do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, like giving people a voice is important um, but it's not the only thing that literature should do um, mm-hmm. to my mind um, but I'm kind of a formalist at heart so um <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, being more creative with language than lots of other, definitely music genres. Um, and also, uh, it's, hip hop opens to me a world that I am completely unfamiliar with, Mm -hmm. um, and completely estranged from that is a present reality for a huge amount of people in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, like something I read the other day that to me is just shocking um, is that Baltimore um, 
was celebrating 11 days without having a homicide in the city. And, like, mm. the fact that 11 days without anyone shooting each other is a reason to celebrate is is so far from my experience of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just like, how how does anyone live in a world like that? How does mm-hmm. anyone... How like how do you how do you cope with that? How do you right. even wake up knowing that you'll you know someone that you know will likely die soon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, not all hip hop, but some hip hop um, exposes me to that. So that's going to sound like a contradiction of what I just said about. Uh, literature, mm-hmm. but I did say giving people a voice is important. Um, you did, but it's not the only thing literature should do. So uh, it, it kind of hits. Oh, wow, I'm gonna call. Uh, I, it kind of hits what I want literature to do: explore language, use language creatively, and um, expose me to new ideas and um, new perspectives. Well, this has been very enlightening for me if it hasn't been for you, which makes a whole lot of sense now why you would listen to a lot more hip-hop because it really kind of fits up. If it hits all the th- those three things, it really makes mm-hmm. sense why why you would be interested in it. So, very enlightening. And yeah. I agree. I agree with what you're, what you're saying, even though I probably care a lot less about literature. I yeah. just kind of enjoy it enjoy it lots of people care a lot less about literature than i do so but but that doesn't mean i can't yeah respect it and enjoy it yeah so another thing did you have any other thoughts on we'll move on okay the next the next thing that i want to talk about is Mm -hmm. as we have defined earlier in past episodes we are white evangelical 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 christians mm-hmm. um so where does christian rap fall into all of this um primarily that's uh, i listen to a lot of christian rap and mm-hmm. enjoy it um well enjoy most of it um but i also enjoy non-christian rap um mm-hmm. so w- i'm trying to think of a question what are your thoughts? So, uh, a question... Th- so, I, I'm i still trying to fill the hole in my life left by the the disappearance of PBS Idea Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there's there's two hip-hop YouTube channels that I like. There's... Uh, um, it's like TWB or something uh, with Justin Hunt and um, Hip Hop DMX. Uh, Justin Hunt used to run that channel and now it's taken over by some other guy named Murps. Um, but they they present ideas and then discuss them. So uh, how Murps likes to phrase a lot of these is does such and such rap have a right to exist? So does Christian rap have a right to exist? Um, and yeah, that depends on who you ask. Uh, some Justin Hunt had a video uh that's called Even Christians Hate Christian Rap. Um, 
it's a great video. Uh, you should watch it because he's he is much more informed than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it has a right to exist because um, most things have a right to exist. But uh, what? Yeah, Lecrae has been pretty vocal recently about trying to distance himself from uh, traditional evangelical Christianity um, Mm -hmm. and be more, I'm going to say mainstream in his his hip-hop. And that's that's pretty easy to notice. If you listen to his latest album, he sounds, he definitely sounds like he is a rapper from the South Mm -hmm. because he's very future, very Migos. Um, also, by the way, I listened to Taylor Swift's album for the first time and was like, ah, okay, that was about what I expected. Yeah. Uh, like, not great. <laughs> it was like, eh, okay. Uh, but now I'm like, wait, what is Future doing on this album? Like, I hope he got paid a lot to be with Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. I mean... Because uh, it, it's... Those two are so far removed from what I think about people in hip-hop. But anyway. I mean, if it works out for him like it worked out for Kendrick Lamar, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that also is shocking to me. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway. So, what I've been thinking about recently, I I led a Bible study on um, Acts 17, uh, like the second half of it, where Paul is in Athens, Mm-hmm. And he is talking to Epicurean and uh, Stoic philosophers there. And he, so he quotes both a Stoic and an Epicurean in his, um, like, debate uh, in the uh, Agora with these Stoic philosophers and Epicurean philosophers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have been... I had just found an, an, an article written by Kendrick Lamar earlier that week where he talks about um, like comparing himself with Chance the Rapper kind of, um, where Chance the Rapper is a much more joyful proclamation of, uh, of God. Uh, Kendrick is not. It's, it's much more of um, these are things that we need to do or this will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of, yeah, and um, kind of Paul Paul says right that to Jews he was like Jews and to Greeks he was like Greeks. Um, sorry for the word, the use of Jews and not Jewish people, um, but that's that's what Paul says. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think Christian rap can can be. It's it's definitely not for. I don't want to say it's not for white evangelical Christians, but it's not really. I think mm-hmm. when it's best, it's for the people who are listening to hip hop, who would otherwise maybe not get ex- any exposure to the gospel, mm-hmm. um, not get any exposure to Christianity. Um, like Lecrae uh, features like trade. How do you say his, Tyler signs? How do you say his name? Uh, 
and like his audience I'm sure has had like maybe some exposure to gospel but not like Lecrae's level of of preaching Mm -hmm. Uh, so to me it's not like oh Lecrae's tainting himself by associating himself with these people it's Lecrae is is using his platform to try to reach different people Mm -hmm. reach not just white evangelical people Mm -hmm. for the church um, because you know our mission is to to spread it to the four corners of the earth Um, so that that's I don't want to say like the utility of Christian rap but it's kind of the the niche of Christian rap is it's able to reach these people that maybe otherwise wouldn't be reached Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like like in my own context like being at a university puts me in contact with a lot of international students that otherwise I would not have any contact with so Mm -hmm. that's kind of I see that as my niche and if like hip hop is hip hop is not really a niche uh, but like in terms of Christianity it kind of is if that's another way to spread the gospel, why should that be mm-hmm. frowned upon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think one of my favorite things, or the reason why I really like hip hop across the board, is that I feel like, and it probably goes back to the literary aspect of it, is it's one of the few kind of like popular, maybe even across the board, music genres where I feel like people are actually talking about like important mm-hmm. things. Um, I feel like. I mean, a lot of, if not all of pop music is just kind of like... Vapid. Yeah. Um, And so the thing that I really love about hip-hop and rap is that people are actually bringing up difficult topics, Mm -hmm. um, talking about how they actually are feeling, and like not kind of like putting... I mean, some... You're going to have some that's kind of putting on a facade, but I think a lot of people are just kind of really real um and that's why i really um that's what that was my favorite part about kendrick lamar's newest album is that i just feel like he's just being completely open in this album Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that's why what you're saying about like christian rap and people going into that sphere is like so important too is because like people in this genre are bringing up all these ideas that people are thinking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now it's like Lecrae can come in or even NF right NF is all yep. over um, secular radio stations right now um, and say like hey like this is yeah what you guys are saying is true and like I have experienced that as well but like here is the truth here's the gospel here is the hope that we have that even though all these bad things are happening like mm-hmm these things are going to be, you know, one day set aside. And so I think, like, that's why Christian rap is is important. Not necessarily that we need to be rapping for Jesus, but, like, that we can use that medium Mm -hmm. as a way of reaching people. And not, not only reaching people, but, like, showing hope to a group of people that are at least expressing 
a desire for hope or a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, in some senses, a lack of hope. Yeah, I was, so, uh, Chance the Rapper, he, he says he identifies as a Christian rapper. Uh, though, most people would not, I don't think would count him as a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, Chance the Rapper, Creation 2018. Uh, so I would like that. I don't, but I, I don't, the majority of the longtime creation people, I do not think would be happy with that. What is uh, creation? Creation is a music festival that, uh, has occurred yearly for the last 30 something years, 40 this years. This will be the 40th anniversary this year. Uh, uh, well, it's a gathering of evangelical musicians, um, and speakers um, to to as a, a tribute to our creator. Um, so I was like, oh, get Chance the Rapper there. Lecrae's been there. Uh, but uh, Chance the Rapper well. does, he does swear and use the N-word a lot more often than uh, every artist. I, th- I, c- I think I can safely say every artist who's ever been to creation ever. Yeah, I think um, that's true. So, but, I, like, if Chance the Rapper was there, I'm like, how many, more, how many people would come just because he's there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lot. yeah. Uh, cause it's, to me, it's, it's, it's such a great, I don't know, like, I'm going to say opportunity, but I don't want to say it in, like, in exploitative way right right but it's it's such a great opportunity chance and is like he's presenting uh like this is the hope that he has Mm -hmm. um i'm like i'm thinking of the the ethiopian who's reading um isaiah Mm -hmm. uh and philip finds him there and he says i'm reading this and I, I like it, but I have no idea what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, like, everyone is talking about justice, what justice means. Mm-hmm. And as, as Christians, we say, oh, we know what justice means. Uh, so, so why, like, where, where are we using this as an opportunity to say, this is what justice really looks like? Where, where are we working to, to bring the kingdom Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of ha- like people say, oh, you know, hip hop is evil and is destroying the world. But Chance the Rapper samples Chris Tomlin and his latest mixtape. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how many people have heard Chris Tomlin because Chance the Rapper uses it? Um, Kendrick uh, like quotes the Bible many times in his latest album like Mm -hmm. how many people have heard hebrews uh because they listened to that album um that wouldn't hear it normally Mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah christianity is is such a part of the kind of the the heart of american culture um Mm -hmm. like it's not american culture but there's so much intertwined in it um and i think the kind of the the biggest names in hip-hop right now 
are very steeped in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, can we use not just Christian rap, but rap to say these are the struggles people are feeling and they're, they are trying to piece together answers. How can we say this is how we, this is what we see the answers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's just fascinating to me that I, I don't actually know if this is true or not, but it's it, I would argue it's one of the one of the biggest albums. Kendrick Lamar's newest album is probably the top mm-hmm. album of last year. Yeah, it's like number one on everyone's best album of the year list. And and he is just like struggling with these ideas of you know nobody's praying for me. Who is God? Mm-hmm. What is my relationship with God? He's going through all these things, and it's just like fascinating to me that this mm-hmm. is the top album right now um yeah and it's just i see it as such like a a cool and just like fascinating way to interact with the culture um who doesn't necessarily t- like to talk about the bible no. or talk about religion or yet, themselves or right yet here's like the top album of the year which everybody knows it's clearly resonating with everyone right and so it's like how do we right a lot of people how do we like yeah like you were saying step into that and be like yes like we have the answer like Mm -hmm. what you're searching for like we we know this and i think like i don't know i think i think it's important i think a lot of times as christians we can shy away from especially rap and be like no like that's not good or like we don't want to be a part of that but like if it's such a crucial part of what society is shaped by Mm -hmm. um it's important like we're supposed to be of the world but not in it and so like yes you're supposed to be wary and be cautious and all these things but i think we also need to be aware of what's going on and be like hey like this is what is changing the culture. Not only this is what cha- is shaping the culture, but this is what our culture looks like. This is a reflection, yeah. Right, and so, like, if we don't have that understanding, mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to relate to the culture that we're trying to bring this hope to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm going to use uh, two examples from my dad uh, about... So, even just how listening to to hip hop, I think, opens us up to this new world and makes us more compassionate to people mm-hmm. who who have been in these places. Uh, so my dad's a professor, uh, and I told him that he used to listen to Kendrick because uh, I told everyone um, less successful than my my Hamilton efforts, uh, but. Uh, yeah, well, I th- I think it's harder if you're a woman to listen to hip hop because it's very misogynistic. But that's uh, like true. I'm not I'm not gonna say all hip hop is good and like you should you should learn from it. You shouldn't embrace it. hundred like, percent. You should embrace the culture. Anyway, um, like what you said, Kendrick Lamar. Many times he says nobody's praying for him, and it's such like this just reverberation of loss 
mm-hmm. that's going through the album that no no one cares enough for him even to to pray for him um so it, during one of his classes my dad said i i feel like we need to pray for Kendrick Lamar so they did um and he said two of his students two african american students came up to him and thanked him for doing that afterward hmm. um and then there's another song that he has off of um to pimp a butterfly uh, that's called How Much a Dollar Cost. Um, and to me, it's like uh, kind of his retelling of, I think it's Matthew 17, where um, God is saying, when I was hungry, you fed me. Um, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in jail, you visited me. Um, the The people who did these things say, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you in chains? Is everything you did for the least of these you did unto me? Um, so in the song, um, Kendrick is getting out of his luxury car to get gas, and a homeless guy asks him for a dollar, and he says, "No, you're just gonna use it to get drugs." Um, and then the homeless guy says, "You know, I am God." Um, like the you like your selfishness has cost like cost you your your salvation um like kind of the flip side of matthew is mm-hmm. that the people who who saw the people who are in trouble and saw the people who are in need and did nothing for them like god is like the body of christ is those people um so my dad was in Washington, D.C. Uh, this past weekend, and somebody asked them uh, for $10 for, like, trying to help them show, like, say, these are different parts of the city. And he said, and normally I wouldn't give it to him, but I thought about how much a dollar costs, and I gave him a dollar. So, to me, I was like, oh, great, that's awesome. Because, like, if if that can break us from our our selfishness like mm-hmm. if that can i don't i think it was it was more like guilt than cheerful but god loves a cheerful giver right mm-hmm. uh, like we're not we're not here to hoard wealth for ourselves. uh we're to store up treasures in heaven so if that can you know have two positive effects it's uh it can't all be bad right mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And 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 what those stories like I think show to me is it's it's not about necessarily like you don't even really have to be using it's not like you're using this or like telling people to listen to this and then that's how you like it it's by listening to it and allowing it to shape your view of mm-hmm. of culture kind of what you were saying about literature about being able to learn um about things that you wouldn't even be able to experience or imagine, right? Right. It's it's you're able to put yourself into this situation that you wouldn't be able to normally, um, and that allows you to be compassionate, allows you to mm-hmm. be generous, it allows you to be. It, it just takes your eyes off of yourself and puts mm-hmm. it on somebody mm-hmm. else, um, which is is kind of incredible that. We have, I, and, and it's like, I, I, 
I think like it spreads across lots of different things, not just like hip hop and rap, but what can other um, genres, what can of music, what other books, what other movies can can change those mm-hmm. perspectives of of giving us a view into other people's lives. Again, not the only point of of literature, but it is a point. Right, and and I I think too, and a valuable one. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Anything else you have to say? I don't. I don't think so. I have been questions? like I've been in the hating on Christian rap camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I understand where that's coming from. Uh, there's yeah there. Rap is very entwined with uh, lots of like terrible cultural things. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I think the the challenge is parsing. Yeah, it's being in the world but not of it. Well, mm-hmm. how do you how do you see those things and try to sympathize and um, like empathize with those situations, with those mm-hmm. lifestyles? but not be shaped by them, but try to transform them. Yeah. Also, too, talking about Christian rap, the one thing, another thing that I love about rap is that you can say so much more in your songs. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think there are, like, some Christian rappers that do just a great job of, like, expressing the truth Mm -hmm. of, of the Bible through, through music in a way that other um, genres of music couldn't really do it, um, mm-hmm. and that gets to your goes back to your point about like the different use of language and things like that. Um, it's just a really like I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, um, like beautiful eulogy, for example, mm-hmm. can be just like a, a study of theology, basically, mm-hmm. because they have so many more words. Uh, like if a if a verse is 50 words you can't say much with that mm-hmm. uh, but if you're rapping you can you get a lot more a higher density of words per time so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. alright do you have any recommendations recommendations for this week um, apart from like pretty much everything we've been talking about all the way from mm-hmm. Hamilton to Lecrae and Andy Mineo to Kendrick Lamar, but um, in the in the same way that Austin like reads books every week, I play board games pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the board game we played this week was um, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, um, and this game I've played it. This is the second time I've played it now, and it's quickly becoming one of my favorite games. Basically. What this game does is it gives you a map of London, a directory of people's names, um, like businesses, different things like that, and then it reads you a story like you would at the beginning of a Sherlock Holmes novel. And you have to basically solve... You're working like alongside Sherlock to... You've got to be like the second half of a Sherlock Holmes book? Yeah. So, oh, cool. So in this case, like... In this story we did this week, basically this guy comes up, he's like, 
comes to Sherlock's house, but before he can, like, talk to Sherlock, he's stabbed and killed, and yeah. you're trying to figure out, like, why he was killed, and all he has is, like, a piece of a newspaper in his hand, and you have, to, and, like, you, you know a little bit of, um, a few other things about him, like, he has a watch or something like that, Sherlock points out some things, and you also have, another thing you're given are, like, newspapers from, from, like, that week, and so, like, you can, like, look through these newspapers and, like, see, like, oh, this watch has a sale at this place. Like, this guy probably got the watch at this building. And so then you, like, decide to go to these locations. And then the manual has, like, different prompts or whatever. So, like, if you go to the watch store, you can, like, talk to the watch owner. And he gives you information about the guy or whatever. Anyways, it's super fun. Basically, it's kind of, like, all-on-your-own deduction um, type of thing and like <laughs> we ended up playing for like four hours and nice. like didn't didn't even like realize that we had like been playing at least I didn't realize we were playing for that long it was a ton of fun um, so right now I think it's like $40 on Amazon or something like that so Sherlock Holmes consulting detective if you like basically like loose deductive reasoning type stories or Sherlock Holmes it's fantastic uh How about you? so uh isle of dogs is coming out i think this weekend um that is a new movie uh directed by wes anderson hmm. so in order to prepare uh i finally gotten enough credits from answering advertising questions for google nice. uh, that i could rent um the royal tenenbaums huh. uh, also what did directed you think by wes anderson it was Okay, so I'm going to say it was weird, but that like you don't even have to say that if it's a Wes Anderson. If it's Wes Anderson. Um, if you are unfamiliar, his movies are just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're known for being very symmetric and like neat and handcrafted and organized. Mm-hmm. Um and everyone's going through like devastating emotional crises, but only speak in monotone. Uh, he he does fantastic things for um, for film, I think. Yeah, for, even, even uh, yeah. though it's really weird. It, uh, many people say they're very whimsical. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are more whimsical than others. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums is the most serious of mm-hmm. his movies that I've seen. Uh, so I've seen that, uh, The Life Aquatic, and then there's some other words at the end of that. Um, Moonrise Kingdom, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel is probably my favorite. Um, but yeah, like, it can be for the the level of emotional flatness that the characters have it can be like shockingly devastating and like really like joyful at the mm-hmm. same not at the same time like different times but over the course of the movie mm-hmm. um so yeah if you're uh, i've also heard that Wes Anderson is the whitest person in the world hmm. so if you're looking for uh, what some people describe as white noise, Wes Anderson is your man. Uh, 
But I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like things that are weird. So. Um, yeah, uh, that's my recommendation. Yes. Uh, yep, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.